Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 176. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and on today's episode, I sit down with Paige, who is a VP at a company you've probably heard of if you've ever bought or sold an RV called RV Trader. They reach over 18 million monthly visitors on their website, and over the past several years, as you can imagine, they've learned a lot about the anatomy of a buyer, and they've also done a really good job of packaging up that data in a way that's useful and helps them understand and the industry understand more about who's buying RVs, why over 90% of people are not brand loyal to a specific RV, and a lot of other really things that I find fascinating when it comes to data. So. While we talk about RVs, not everything is applicable just for people who are buying an RV or selling an RV. It's really about kind of understanding data as a whole and how you can use it to make good decisions when it comes to going into a market, creating a product, or different solutions. And one thing I want to mention before going into this episode, it is not sponsored by RV Trader. I've actually, they've actually never given me money as a company. <laughs> In fact, I've actually paid them for their services, and uh, this episode is not sponsored. That's it. I just want to disclose that. All right, let's get into today's episode with Paige. Paige, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Hi, Heath. Thanks a bunch for having me today. You bet. So I thought it would be fun. I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but it's, it's always good. I thought I could give like an unofficial pitch for what RV Trader is. Because I don't know if you know this, if you can like, you, you don't pull individual people's data or anything like that, <laughs> but I'm on the site every single day and the app and I have been for several years. We sold our Winnebago Brave on there back in October and I'm, I'm probably like one of the biggest users on the platform because I'm just like a casual window shopper all the time of RVs. So I thought I could give like an unofficial, unofficial pitch for RV Trader and you can tell me like how close I get to how you describe it, if that's okay. All right, let's, oh, I'm excited. Let's so, and I did, I didn't write this down, so it's completely off the cuff. So RV Trader is the largest marketplace for buying and selling new or used RVs. Mic drop, but I can go into further. It's a really Perfect. good app and things. I mean, that's essentially it. That's really all you need to know. It's like the, the most trusted marketplace for buying and selling RVs. Is there anything else? Absolutely. Nope. We yeah, are okay. we are that one-stop shop. I think you did great. You want a job? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. I think that was actually <laughs> a lot easier than I thought. I was. I thought I was going to really like expand and like dig into it, but then I was like, no, really, sometimes shorter is, is better. So I, yeah, anyway, that's fun. It's very simple. We're yeah. absolutely the largest marketplace. We bring buyers and sellers together. We connect them and they do the rest. Yeah. And I mean, we, we sold our rig on the platform, like I said, back in October, our Winnebago that we had for several years. And we bought our first rig in 2014, and we did it through Craigslist, and it was fine. But I think what I realized during the process of RV Trader, I think there's a there's you kind of get past a lower barrier to entry by just charging like I think the basic listing is 30 bucks on RV Trader to list your rig for like so many days, and I think you get higher qualified people who are reaching out to you. But then also, if I am a buyer and I, I am right now because we're looking for another rig, I think there's a higher quality of the listing because, you know, it's not free. There's kind of a barrier to yes. entry. So you're probably getting a better quality source there too, right? I would agree. I think there's two pieces. One, it, it does help to make us a more trusted source because you do have to pay to pay to put it up there. But also we have a dedicated fraud department. 
So okay. that's going to be something different than you're going to get with with other you know classified platforms. Yeah, I guess when I when I bought my I did like the premium listing on RV Trader, and you kind of have to have a little bit of an approval process. It could take like a few hours yes. to get your listing approved. So there's probably people like on y'all's on site basically making sure like this one's legit. Yes, it is. And for dealers, we actually have consultants that will help work with them to make sure that the descriptions are right, that they're putting all the right information into the ad so that they've got the right photos in there, they're showcasing it correctly so that we can make sure that we're bringing everybody together the right way, totally. whether it's dealer or private party. So there's probably no super easy way to know this unless the users document it, but I'm just interested because we sold our rig but then I, I took down my listing because obviously we sold it and we didn't need to keep it up there. But there was no like, I sold it button. So do you guys have a good data sense of like, hey, when the listing's done, does that mean that it just expired and somebody didn't buy it? Or like they, you would, they would have to actually tell you that they sold the rig. So I'm just curious, like, do you guys have a good understanding of th that kind of loop closing, if that makes sense? So we do a couple different things. A lot of it, though, depends on what transpired between the buyer and the seller. And we don't always have access to that, totally. obviously, since that does not happen. That transaction is not on our site. But we do some aftermarket emails out to ask consumer or ask the sellers if they sold the unit. You hmm. know, And then we do that every time a unit comes off. We send them an email just to say, like, hey, did you sell this unit? And try to get more information. So we are building up that database to have a better, more clear understanding yeah. of if they're sold at what percentage. I think what I love most about y'all's platform, and I, I didn't even tell you in like this our pre-interview discussion that I'm such a huge fan. <laughs> I really, really am. And I, and I have the app on my phone, and I'm... My my wife, Alyssa, is probably super annoyed at me because I just bugger with new rigs all the time. But I think one thing that new technologies do in an industry like RV Trader is it provides better accountability for and, and helpful for buyers. Because if I want to source from a – we were looking at like Winnebago Trends right now, and there's maybe like six or eight on the platform – I can go mm -hmm. through all of these listings and look by different regions and things like that and compare prices and, and mileage and things like that really easily. So it's kind of like, what yeah. is the market paying for this rig? And, and that's not the case in a lot of technologies. Like with campground booking right now, what we're working on is like kind of doing that same thing for campgrounds. Like there's not as the same level of accountability when you can't do the easy comparison. Like when things are offline, it'd be easier to say like, well, this Kelly Blue Book value is $80,000, but really the market's only willing to pay 60. So it just really is helpful, I think, to end users, right? Absolutely. It opens it up where you can do all of your research ahead of time. And you feel so confident about the decision that you're making because you do know the ins and outs of the unit you're looking at. You can get an understanding of the pricing high, is the pricing low. And the fact that we're a national platform, you can look all over the country too. Yeah, and totally. Make comparisons. I'm excited to dig in and talk more data stuff and RV things with you. Uh, just kind of yeah. like zooming out for a minute. It's fun to kind of like have some people on the podcast who are leaders in companies who are building cool solutions in the RV industry versus people who are living in RVs building cool businesses. So that's fun. <laughs> but I thought maybe we could just at a starting point start with. What are some of the interesting things that you've been working on at RV Trader for the past decade? I know you've been around for a while in this space. So just to kind of give some context to some of the things that you've been working on, and then we can go from there. Sure. So for us, some of the interesting things we've been working on, I would say, are some challenges that we have seen 
arising as our consumers have been evolving and changing. One of the things is that we live in a world of instant gratification. As you know, like every one of us wants to hear back immediately from somebody else. We're texting. I don't know um, what we you're talking really, about. No, right? I, I want to know what's happening right away. So, you know, it is no wonder that we've got about 42% of consumers we have heard from prefer chat over email. So that's something that has kind of changed, you know, over, over the last decade or so, and that they just want to communicate in a chat method or a texting method, and they want to do it all hours of the night. So we identified that as something that was a need for the consumer. So we launched out um, a chat opportunity for our dealers so that they could then chat, whether it's we, um, we've got a couple different chat options for the dealers that meet their specific dealership needs. So we can help them with some managed chat. We can help them with giving them the opportunity to have live chat. We also have opened it up for all of our dealers to have text capability so that they can text directly with the consumer also. So that's definitely one of the things that we've been working on. We're always looking at ways just to connect the consumer and to connect the dealer or the seller in, in the ways that they want they want to connect. Totally. Um, so that's, that's one of, I would say that's definitely one of the big things. The other piece that has been something that we've been working on is kind of going to like your research side of things, like the importance of being able to research and know about the different units. We have seen consumers, they want to read reviews and they totally. want to have a better understanding of somebody that has purchase this unit. What do they like about it? What do they not like about it before they make that that decision? So we have joined forces with a popular review website, which is rvinsider.com. And that can actually be found at the top of our homepage of RV Trader. So you can click on there and you can go in and read a whole bunch of reviews as you're going through the research process. So those are some of the big things that we've been kind of working on and, and solving for. Yeah, because I mean, we're living in a review driven society. You can't like you won't buy even like a $5 ebook on Amazon without digging through at least like 25 reviews. I typically even go to like the three star reviews right. versus the five ones because sometimes yep. people are just like over emphatic and they're like, oh, Heath is, you know, just in love with this person. He didn't give like a legit review. So, yeah, it makes sense. No, I do. I do the same thing. I want to look at all the different reviews. We use reviews a lot in um, purchasing our last unit. Yeah. How long have you been with the company? I have been with the company for 12 years. 12 years. Okay. And so you've been like, it was yeah. it was interesting just talking, like we met in Louisville a couple of years ago and I was at that show and I was talking with, I think Ryan from Winnebago, he heads up their diesel line and he was basically talking about how during 2009 they were sitting next to some of these RV manufacturers and basically like they went to that show and then at the end of the show or during the show they found out that their company was going out of business. I don't remember exactly what company it was. There were several, oh. so you could kind of insert the name there. But you kind of been around long enough to see I guess the dip in the market and then now the yes. kind of the resurgence of the past 10 years or maybe maybe more like the last 5 years like the the market's been doing well so people have income to buy recreational vehicles and then there's also this whole community and I guess you call it a movement even though that sounds a bit corny of people who are living in RVs but it really is I mean like there's a lot more people you can work from anywhere and so that's what this podcast has been about for a long time so I guess how has that been impacting you guys obviously that's been like a positive more people are buying rigs and things like that but how has that changed the way you guys see the market 
we have really seen for us specifically, we have seen our numbers really growing as far as consumers coming to our site. We've got about 18 million RV searches um, being conducted per month. We've got about 200,000 units. We have seen the, some of the trends like that you've also seen, like we've seen shipments down, but we have seen our traffic growing in double digits. Like we have seen a lot of growth in our actual traffic, people coming to our sites. And then we have seen just we have more visitors coming to our site and they're showing like a lot more strong interest in looking at these units and the connections have also been growing on our site with connecting the buyers and the sellers. You think that's because there's a lot of uh, buyers like me who just also want to get on the site every day, just like look at pretty RVs until they can finally buy one they like. Even when we buy one, I'm still like on the site. So I'm probably contributing at least to, a, you know, 30 of those. <laughs> well, it take, when you're not probably interacting with the dealers or mm. the sellers, you know, by connecting with them and asking questions. So we've also mm. been seeing increases in totally. the interaction and the connections between the dealers or the buyers and the sellers together. So yeah. we've seen we have seen that continue to rise. But um, another thing is we've seen that it takes generally somebody can take up to two years for somebody to totally. be searching for the right unit. And I know from my own personal experience, that's pretty much what it took us yeah. was close to two years to find the unit. And we were also on RV Trader every single day. My husband, you know, similar to you, he sent, he was emailing me units on a daily basis. Like, <laughs> let's look at this one. What do you think about this one? Yeah. It's a big purchase, you know, so it's not like a, yeah. something that you typically just dive into. Some people maybe, but so whenever you say that you guys have seen shipments down, you mean shipments from manufacturers to dealers down, but interest in the market as far as buyers is still trending upward? Yeah, so industry shipments have been down. Just as a whole? Not to do with us, just, just as a whole. Yes, they have been down. So is that um, from manufacturer to dealer or from dealer to consumer all around? Or I'm just trying to understand. Dealer, dealer to manufacturers. Okay, got it. Or manufacturers to dealers, yes. Okay. And yeah. what, like, how do you kind of connect those two? Because it would seem that like if there's more buyer interest trending upward, then the number of units being shipped should also be trending upward. How do you kind of like discount? What does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not on the manufacturer side, so yeah. like what they're as far as like what they're actually shipping out, that's not something I'm on that side of the business, so I can't really speak directly to how many shipments that they're. Yeah. their manufacturing or what their manufacturer plans are. Totally. But I can say, you know, when I look at the actual data about shipments, we have seen those to be down. Down a little bit, yeah. Again, I'm not totally. involved in that, but at the same time, we can see that our traffic has been continually growing. Yeah. And that our, you know, the consumers and the dealers are connecting at a at a faster pace. Yeah. That could also just be like manufacturers wanting to like hedge their bets and not be over leveraged if there is a slowdown in the market, you know, like you don't want to have tons and tons of rigs out there if if there is a dip. You know, it could just be that too as well. Yep. Yeah, so you guys have um, kind of shifting forward. Y'all have been dipping your toe into RV rentals and I know that's something y'all are still like working on, haven't officially launched it yet. That's kind of interesting is that y'all are going to start going from just like being the marketplace for selling buying and selling rigs that now people can go to y'all site and do a rental. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, first off, we've seen that the rental market is, it's been starting to boom, right? And unquestionably, 
It has been part of the industry. We know rentals have been part of the industry before now, um, but they are starting to get more and more attention as major players now in the RV rentals, and we've seen this rise in popularity. The renter audience does look slightly different, though, from some of the buyers, which is one of the things that we've been seeing on our site. So they're significantly younger, with millennials making up 63% of the renters, while baby boomers only count for about 7%. We also see that the majority are married with kids and are kind of in the throes of developing their careers and their renting RVs just gives them that opportunity to spend more time with their family, to spend more time with their friends, gives them that freedom um, to go out there and just travel anywhere without that commitment of buying. So it's become such an excellent solution for um, family vacations and camping trips and to get out there. So we are kind of looking right now at the rise of the renter and I'm excited because I'm gonna be speaking at RVDA coming up in November, all about the rise of the renter and just digging into the trends of renting and um, more about like, who are these renters and how do we get in front of them? And yeah. so we are also looking on the on the RV trader side to introduce introduce rentals. Do you have any interesting kind of like, I'm, I'm assuming if you're talking, you have some fun numbers on like how many people rented RVs last year or something like that. Do you have any of those, that data handy? I, feel I don't like you're have like a, any. I feel of like that. you're like a data machine right now, so I just thought I would ask because that I that do, would be fun I to do. know. I, I do have a. We've got a lot of really good stats and good information about rentals, and we've been doing a lot of surveys on our sites to get better understanding of somebody that already comes to our site looking to buy and what's their opportunity to rent. But I'm not going to share any of that today because I've got all of this information that I'm going to be sharing at RVDA coming up in November when I speak about the rise of the renter. So I'm going to kind of save that. Yeah, keep people on pins and save needles. Save all that for, yeah, good data. Yeah, yes. cool. One more question before we kind of move on from rentals is, are you guys going to be mostly focused on like distribution of like RV rental fleets, like companies and dealers who rent RVs? Or is it going to be, are you guys also thinking like peer-to-peer -peer as well? Our main focus out of the gate will be really looking at to, at dealers directly mm -hmm. that already have rentals or some of the rental companies over private party. Yeah, and basically the value prop for them is we've got 18 million people on our site every month looking for RVs and they're interested and it makes sense to you know potentially rent before buying so we can send you a lot of demand. Yeah, and in a lot of the research that we have done, we have found that so many of the um, potential renters are more interested in renting from a dealer. And it makes sense, right? You're, mm -hmm. This is your vacation that you're going to be investing in. You want to make sure that you're renting from somebody that's reputable, that the unit's been serviced correctly, that you're not going to have any issues when you're out on the road on your family vacation, that you're going to have problems. So I think that just knowing that you're renting from a dealer oftentimes gives the renter a lot of comfort. Totally. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Going back to the the fun data side of for RVs, like maybe if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking about buying a new RV, we can kind of give them some helpful information. So I guess what are the top searched RVs on RV Trader right now? I'm assuming like towables because that's a big part of the market. Yes, towables is about 80% of what is searched are going to be towables. And one of the things that I found to be pretty interesting and it also I directly um, somebody that sees things the same way is that 90% of the RV buyers generally are not brand loyal. Mm. And 
more importantly, what they're looking for is they are looking for a specific feature that fits their their lifestyle. So over what over the manufacturer. And I know for myself specifically, when we were looking for our last unit, we had a list about a mile long of things that we wanted and who the manufacturer was didn't matter. Like we knew we wanted a specific type of bunk room and we were struggling to find it. We knew we wanted opposing couches. We wanted a large garage. We wanted to have a residential fridge, but we wanted it to be gas. Like, so for me, that was the that was the biggest thing. Like, it didn't matter who the manufacturer was. It mattered that I was able to find the exact unit that I was looking for hmm. that met my needs. So that's that's a big piece. And then we make it very easy for people to search like that. When we come to like, who are the top manufacturers that? that people are searching for, the kind of top five would be, and we don't see this change too much, is Forest River first, followed by Winnebago, Keystone, and then Jayco and Coachman. I think it's fascinating that over 90% of people have zero brand loyalty, even though a lot of people buy multiple RVs in their lifetime. I wonder if, to me, when, when I hear that, I'm like, wow, if I was a manufacturer, I would be thinking about how can I position myself as a company, as a brand that people really like? Because you know, like in every other industry, there are high-end products, i.e. Tesla, that people are crazy brand loyal. They don't even look at features. And I, that's, yes. isn't that interesting? It is super interesting. And I, you know, I because I went through it specifically, and we have had three different units that we have purchased, and all three units have been a different manufacturer. And it was because everyone was based on these were the exact things that we wanted and the features that were important to us for our family at the time. Like the first unit we had, we had no kids. You know, our second unit, our kids were really young. And then our third unit, our kids are getting a little bit older and they need more room and they need more space. So it was like so specific of what we were looking for. The the brand didn't actually matter. I can say for myself specifically, when we started going through it, I was looking for the brand that we had before our most recent brand, which we have a Cyclone currently, and before we had a Keystone. Our Keystone brand, I loved that brand, and we were really happy with the unit as a whole. So we actually began our search looking at Keystones, but could not find the floor plan that we were looking for that we needed for our family. And yeah. we've been very happy with our cyclone also. So I think it's also such a great, it's a great story because there's so many good reputable brands that are out there that can meet the need for, for a consumer. And they're, you know, they're, they're all great brands. Yeah. It's probably also one of those things too. Like we, I've looked at thousands of RVs and we've had a couple different units ourselves and tried to rent it out other ones. And still to this day, it's like, if you get on there and like look at class C's, like a lot of the layouts, especially if you haven't been in the space, they look very similar. So it's hard to yes. differentiate at like face value. It's like, is this a is this a Jayco or is this a Winnebago? Like I, I may not know it unless the, I'm seeing like the branding and stuff that's prominent. And there's so many different like names of the units too. It's not like the Ford F-150 where there's like one truck that you know and can things like that. There's like a different name every other year. So it's kind of hard to keep track. <laughs> It is confusing. The buying, um, the buying process for a RV is so different than buying a car. You know, you can't, it's not even comparable. And so for one of the things that I've kind of identified is the importance of how a dealer plays into helping a consumer make a decision and how lucky we are to have all these great dealers out there that are experts 
and can help guide a consumer through this process. And, you know, when you're looking to buy a new RV and you're looking at a towable, like whether you're looking at a fiber, you're looking at, you know, something to attach to the back of your truck, like it's, it's one of those things, like, do you, what type of hitch do you need? I know for us, like the hitch was a huge piece of our buying decision that we had so much guidance from dealers helping us figure out like what type of hitch we needed. It's nice to have the guidance from an expert to help you understand the, you know, how many gallons do you need for your black, for your, um, for your gray, what's important and, and guiding you through that. Totally. So it's, it's a big process. Yeah. I'm sure it's like a, the whole service side. I don't know if, have you guys played any role uh, or involvement or I obviously pay attention to like the post buying process as well, but maybe not as closely. Like there's a lot of people that talk about just like the service in the industry and how there's so many, there's been so many RVs bought. And anytime we've tried to like get service in the past few years at different dealers, like we've ended up just driving 14 hours to like Winnebago uh, in Iowa, just because it's been hard to get service because there's so much, they have such an influx, right? It's hard to provide good service in some ways. And I don't, it's not true for every dealer or every service shop, but I don't know if that's like a space that you guys have looked at and what you think about that. We are not currently involved in the service side. So again, we work really hard to bring the buyers and totally. sellers together and not necessarily once, once it's, once it's sold and you've, you've got it, like you're working directly, hopefully, hopefully with your, with your dealership yeah. to get it serviced. And I think a lot of dealers are, um, working even harder to even explain that in their listings about their service offerings. So, and in the you know time that they're starting to have the early conversations with a potential buyer, they're starting to share why it's important to buy from them and what their service offerings are. And, you know, in, in some cases they might have some, some special things that they'll do for people that purchased a unit from their, from their dealership. Totally. Like priority service coming in and going to the front of the line yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That, I mean, I, I don't see that model going away anytime soon as far as like dealers and things like that. But one thing I did want to talk about is the whole like buying rigs sight unseen. I know that we talked about you bought your fifth wheel without ever seeing it. And that the more information you can gather online, people are just more and more comfortable buying bigger, bigger price products without ever seeing them. So when you think of companies like Tesla in the auto industry, which is very different than an RV, but it is a high price product that people can't a lot of times maybe don't actually see in person. How do you see that fitting into the RV space? Well, I think it's it's already there. It's fitting in as far as buying sight unseen. We are seeing it grow more and more. And I think that we have done a really good job helping to shape that by bringing the units to life for that consumer. By, and, you know, by putting tons of pictures out, having videos of the unit, having lots of opportunities for the buyer and the seller to connect to talk about the unit again whether it's through chat or through texting or through emailing or picking up the phone or mapping to the dealership we're bringing them together so they can have the conversations about the unit and ask the questions ask the question about you know what type of hitch do i need for this this is what my family's looking to do is this the right unit and the dealers are able to have these really good conversations without having somebody even walk into their dealership because we're positioning the unit right to give them all that information before they before they have to walk in I know for us specifically, our last unit we bought, which was our Cyclone um, Fiber, we bought it sight unseen. 
We live in Norfolk, Virginia, and we bought it from a dealership in Illinois. And I still, to this day, like knowing my personality, I am, I'm surprised we did that. <laughs> but it was, it was probably one of the most <clears throat> comfortable buying processes I've ever gone through. Mm. We chatted directly with the dealer tons of times. We sent him requests for more photos. I had questions about something, like a specific hook I kept seeing in like a picture, but I wanted to like get a better understanding of like the measurement of that because I was going to, you know, use that as the closet for my children, at, not to put my kids in, but to put my, uh, to put my kids stuff in. Yeah, so it. I wanted to make sure that, you know, that it fit, that it fit the needs and they would send me back, like they would measure stuff and they would send it right back to us. And they answered our questions so quickly through, through chatting and through, you know, <clears throat> phone calls that we were so confident when we made this decision to buy this unit that it was our right decision we also did all of our financing with them prior to the unit being dropped off at our house and the owner of the dealership actually drove the unit to us he dropped it off the first time we saw it was in our driveway with the keys in hand that we owned it it was absolutely everything that i thought it would be because we we saw all the videos and we had all the conversations and we looked at all the the photos ahead of time and read through all the descriptions. We knew how much fresh water it had. We knew all of all the answers to all of our questions. I think it actually made us ask more questions and be more engaged in the buying process because we didn't see it. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I think I would feel com I would feel decently comfortable doing that from a dealer. Maybe not as much from an individual, just because they probably have more experience. You can make sure, like, read all the reviews of companies and things like that, yes. right? Yeah, there's definitely a, a comfort level in knowing that this was a reputable dealer. He's been advertising on RV Trader for many years. I felt I felt great about it, but being a dealer definitely helped that. Yeah. What has you most excited about the whole RV space right now, the whole RV camping industry? I think for me, I absolutely love this industry. I love this lifestyle. My family and I camp close to 30 weekends a year, so we are always in our camper. And to me, the biggest thing is that so many other families are now embracing this lifestyle. I'm excited with the growth of rentals because it gives the opportunity to bring more families into the mix to to try it before you buy it, right? Because once you get out there and you start camping, you do get bit by that bug of being able to unplug and be with your family and enjoy this this type of just just fun lifestyle. So we started renting campers. My husband and I started renting before we ever bought. So to see this growth of rentals to me is so exciting because it just means that we're going to continue to grow this industry and see more people that will be that will be camping with us. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and the last question I've been asking this lately on the podcast, what's the biggest thing that you've learned personally in the past year? Well, biggest thing I've learned personally in the last year, I would say it is it's the importance of asking asking questions and and digging in deeper with with everything. I think part of that is getting kind of outside of your comfort zone, asking questions maybe that you wouldn't have asked a, a while ago, but just trying new things, getting out of your comfort zone is probably probably the biggest thing. I love it. Well, if people want to learn more about RV Trader, they can just go to rvtrader.com, right? 
Yeah, definitely. RVTrader.com is a great place for somebody to start to either buy or sell a unit and to do some do some great research. But you could also follow us on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, or Facebook. Awesome. Paige, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks a bunch for having me, Heath. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to that episode with Paige. If you want to learn more about this episode or check out RV Trader and some of the links that we mentioned, you can go to heathandalyssa.com and click on podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We are nearing almost 400 reviews in iTunes and that just boggles my mind. Thank you guys so much for leaving those reviews in there. I've read all of them and iTunes really doesn't give you a way to respond to them, but I appreciate you guys so much. And thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast. I'll see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur.